Hello, everybody, and welcome to Top Drawer Podcast, a podcast focused on the English Premier League and English teams playing abroad. Today, we are going to give a quick introduction to ourselves and our fandom and why we love the teams who play a sport nearly 4,000 miles away from where we live. We're going to look back on the season that was the 2019-2020 Premier League season that was marred with COVID, a stop season, and a restarted season. We're going to do the annual three down, three up. Then we're going to look forward to the the bastion of hope, right? The the bright light that is the new season, the Community Shield. And so with that, my name's Adam. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Alex. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing even better just thinking about two weeks from today. Skipping Community Shield, we have... It, it's here. Pointed again. football. Again, it's here. It's here again. It's again, like it, it never left. Yeah. I feel like there was a long international break that we just had. Uh, Yeah, right? 28-day international break, and we're done. No, I'm right there with you. And I was watching a a friendly today, and it it felt weird because normally a preseason friendly, it's like, oh, yeah, great. It's been gone. Oh, my gosh, I don't care that it's on this terrible stream gantry that looks over uh, a high school field. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's back. But it wasn't wasn't we were watching i watched champions league the other day the final right yeah, like no, it, was, it hasn't been gone it was almost what 20 days ago 23 days ago something like that. that that it was all done yeah and so but we're just gonna jump right into it um we thank you all for tuning in again this is top drawer podcast um alex and i are both fans of of Two wildly different teams, not not Almost in polar history, but in uh, passion and fandom. Yeah. Um, and so, but it's funny because neither one of us ever played. We're mm. not. We never coached. We never did. It was just something that we I think we stumbled upon it. Almost backwards. identically, but different at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a Liverpool fan, and I fell into it one night. My senior year of high school is 2004, and I was up, not sleeping, and I caught a replay of the Olympiacos match um, of the the knockout round where, you know, Liverpool had to win by two. Rivaldo scores in, like, the 26th minute early to go one up, mm-hmm. and we got to bang three now. And Melor comes on as a substitute and gets the second in the 81st minute, and Captain Fantastic bangs in a 25-yarder from you know what seemed like willed in by the hopes and dreams of everybody inside Anfield and mm-hmm. and I you know I thought wow that was entertaining I that was cool right that was that was interesting right like I was captivated yeah. um not by fandom but just as sports as a sport right? fan I liked it right and so I was able to you know 2004 is a lot different than now it wasn't like I had Twitter and a smartphone, Mm-mm. but you know, I could follow along on the internet. I could look and I, I made a conscious effort to look for when the replays were because you know, the time delay time in Champions League. And I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't, didn't really understand that. I like, I knew the Champions League was a little different. I got the general gist, but you know, so I was, well, I'll follow this. And I read up on Liverpool. I started to understand a little bit about it. And you know, you fast forward to, you know, to Istanbul and mm-hmm. what happened there against. What I would say is the maybe we talk about this at another time, but the greatest team I would argue ever is that 2005 AC Milan team, and then it's one of the best teams. That's what ever happened, put you know, and just the poetry 
behind the stories that you hear about them hearing you'll never walk alone in the dressing room and just just all of it right mm-hmm. you know Jersey Dudek basically coming off his line for every single penalty <laughs> to be completely honest yeah but but that's you know that's what I walked into stumbled into right. and so just moving forward you know I I kept a, a close eye on it. I looked for it. I searched for it. I could find replays. Couldn't have been easy to monitor in the states. Yeah, in I mean it wasn't. You know, ES, it was kind of an afterthought back then, right? ESPN had it, and they could run those during the day instead of last night's, you know, Seattle Mariners baseball game, mm-hmm. right? right. They could nobody fill was home that, for it. Three p.m. That two forty-five, three o'clock yeah. window before they get into their evening news programming, and so, but I could find. I could. I could look. I could see when the replays would be, and I could kind of keep myself abreast. And then, of course, as things progressed and the game started, you know, not so much the game. I mean, the game did, but as sports viewing as a whole and Mm -hmm. media and technology became more global. Easier to watch. And NBCSN picks up the Premier League, and now I can watch all of it. Mm -hmm. And and having children – puts me up at seven in the morning on a Saturday to whether catch I wanted that Villa to. Norwich game. Exactly. And so not that I wanted to or would pay to or would wake up if I didn't have to, but it's on now. And in watching this, I can become more of a fan of the game and, and itself oh, yeah. as a whole, right? Well it's something that's I mean, we've always been sports fans. Uh and I'll get into my my team and my fandom in a, in a minute. But it, the idea of like, so we've always been college football and baseball and basketball fans and all these American sports and whatnot. And so when you when you find a love for a new sport, football, soccer in this instance, uh, it just kind of almost folds into just the love of, of game and, 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 and competition in general that, that I think that we have. Exactly. You know, you, you, you so you put yourself in, and that's like what I said when I watched it. It wasn't that I, I you know, I knew Steven Gerrard from playing video games, right? Mm-hmm. I knew the name. And so that was probably... One of the reasons I was like, oh, okay, so, all right, an English team. So, I, of course, I'm going to resonate with them more than a, a Greek team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that – and then that's that immersion as a as a sports nerd, if you will. I mean, yeah. I, my wife can't stand it. I mean, if it was up to me, sports is the only thing that's on the TV. And, There's enough but, but it's it because on. I just relate to it, right? Yeah. And just like you and I know so many others, right? Well, I mean, and I think that goes to like – so I come home – um, I think you were around 16 or 17 in 2004. Yeah, for 17 this. in 2004. And so I was, uh, I think I was 16, going to turn 17 a couple months or whatever. And I come home in like early January, February sometime, and you're just watching an Premier League game and Manchester United was playing who knows who. And I think you just gave me a brief history on both teams or a brief whatever you knew about both teams, yada, yada. And Manchester United had won. And so, and so this would have been the 11-12 season. And so then I, you know, the next week or two weeks, I, I turned on. I was, oh, you know, I come home from school. Premier League's on. Turn it on. Boom, it's Manchester United again. Almost if it was serendipity that did right. that. They win again or, or whatever happened. Um, and then it proceeds to go on. I start to follow them just as you did with Liverpool uh, through the end of the 2005 season. And uh, I get to the end, the end of the season. Championship Sunday. We're up two points. In the table. Right to I learn, get into I the playoffs, about the table. right? Yeah. No, yeah. there's no playoffs? No, yeah. no playoffs. Learn about the table before then. We're two points up on Championship Sunday. We lose, and Manchester City wins our in-city rivals. And that's easy for me as a Michigan-Michigan State fan when it comes to now college athletics. You can appreciate athletics, backyard rivals. In-city rivals, yeah. yeah I, can, I can understand that. And they win, 
and Sergio Aguero taking his shirt off and running around the pitch just because that game ended two two or three minutes after the United game ended. And I'm watching the last two minutes, and he bags that goal in the 92nd minute yeah. and running around that he had with his shirt off. And I I was only a fan of this team. I wasn't even a fan at this point. That was just following. You were just captivated. Yeah. yeah it was and then that an hardened me on onto the team. It made me – it solidified the fandom – and then the next year, Sir Alex Ferguson's last year, 2012-13, wins his 20th or 13th Premier 13, League title. Pardon me. 20th uh, club. Yep. And uh, and that just – that was it. I mean, that was the yeah, end of it. So, so like, super similar roads almost, yeah. right? And, and now, I do get to thank you for my fandom of one yeah, of well, your team's most hated rivalries, but yeah, that's well, on you. Yeah, you know, I mean – such as life, you can't it's, win it's them all. It's serendipity, right? There. And you, it brought you know, me to the team that I love, and I would never change it. For and it can be, you know, it can be considered bandwagon. I mean, I don't think we. I mean, whatever. But we didn't make the conscious choice the, to. See, to me, it was bandwagon. Yeah, we didn't seek out the My best team, team. Lost the championship that well, year. I mean, if it was bandwagon, I'd have flipped to Man City. Right. But you know, I mean, it was quite a chance encounter. I think on on both our parts. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And, uh, you know, as, as you say, is history. So I'm sure that this is not going to be a completely objective podcast by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um, you know, a house divided, as is ours, um, is, is going to bleed through a lot. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll we make sure we stay. Filters, yeah. yeah, we'll make sure we stay on point. And this on, isn't a Liverpool Man United no, podcast. No, 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 no. This is, like we said, you know, we found a love. For the game in general, yeah, you know, from, you know, even through Europe and, and watching farmers leagues in France, right, mm-hmm. and things and things like that. So, but getting into that, moving away from ourselves, uh, 2019, 2020, 2020, a year that has had so much packed into the first eight, now almost nine months of it. Mm-hmm. Most notably, as it relates to this, is the absolute full stop of sports of life culture around the world and that included um really what was destined to be light triumphing over evil a a a moniker of or or a, a sign of the correction of everything that's wrong with the world and had been wrong that liverpool back on their perch after 30 years not quite and you know the the league was done in January when we took or excuse me no the league the league was done in December when mm-hmm. we took Leicester behind the woodshed and put four on him at the King Power Stadium I mean it was all but a formality um, so a season that you know everybody knows right you know even if you aren't uh, an EPL fan. And you're living in Galveston, Texas. Sports Center has on Korean baseball highlights because there was nothing on. So as things started coming back, like the Premier League, these things started showing. And and what a what a weird year. I mean, a year like we well, said. Well, so for as a United fan, this is probably the epitome of how I. F- Let me word this in some type of way that isn't offensive to certain to people. The year that Liverpool for 30 years and then finally wins their title. A again, deadly plague almost wipes out the entire universe. Yeah, I, I, I can almost, see how you see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like hell opened up and this just kind of spilled out as after. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, 
I can understand how you might feel that way, but this might just be a little bit of the abrasion of the undoing, right? This is the, how I see it, the, the pushback of evil that's being put back in its bottle. Yeah, well. By us, the chosen ones, right? The good guys. Um, well, I mean, you, you can see it in however rose-colored blinders you have there. Glass, yes. But so, a season where Liverpool finished 99 points, 18 points clear of uh, Pep Guardiola and his Manchester City side. Mm. Um, your top four, Liverpool, City, uh, United, Chelsea, yep. tied on 66. United edges goal on difference. goal differential. A year where United and Chelsea are closer in points to 18th Bournemouth by a difference of 32 points than they are first place Liverpool at 33 points. And and even more so, Liverpool look to be unbeatable and they lose to Watford. Yep, that was one of the great days. I, I was pre, at work watching it on my phone at the office and it was just nothing went right. So one of those, you know, Man City loses, what would they lose, nine games this year? Mm-hmm. I mean, just one of those seasons where you could... Everything was cut and dry, but if you looked at it, right, if you looked at the ingredients and what made the season itself, you know, up was down, left was right. You know, it was... I mean, you you look at it, I mean, yeah, the the race was done in probably end of November, definitely mid to late December when you crushed Leicester. I mean, it was definitely done by then. Uh, Maybe not math-wise, but for all intents and purposes. The eye test told you what it was. But you watch, and, and this is true for most seasons, but most specifically for this season, as it was a run, runaway uh, to my dismay. But I will say the last week to 10 days of the final four race, the fist fight that United and Leicester had together, uh, Chelsea trying to, you know, losing the games they needed to win to stay in fourth. I mean, they did finish in fourth. They could have finished in third. We were fighting for fourth, and then it just worked out that we fell into third because we beat Leicester on, on the last uh, uh, last day of the year. But that race, that last 10 days was fantastic. And it always is that last – normally it's not cut and dry, the the final – or the top four. But that was – I mean, it was Yeah, so there was – there. I mean, there was that, that three-headed dog, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, as a Liverpool fan – you could see what was going to happen after the we- the weeks after the Leicester Liverpool match. I mean, it's Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. I lived it. Yeah, right. That was that was a, what was that? Twenty thirteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. I lived it. That was it. a good year. Yeah. So so go fun. ahead. Send in your tweets. Send in your. Emails. I mean, I think I finished Demba seventh Boss, that Slippy season, G. but yeah, still, yeah, I won't but hear still, it. it's fine. Um, and sure enough. In true Rogers writing notes in his little mm-hmm. pocketbook with pencil on the sideline form, showing great character, Lester just completely dissolved. Ricardo Pereira going out mm-hmm. really hurt them. He was explosive. He opened up a lot going down the right. So you can understand a little bit, but they just, once that happened, they couldn't yeah, stop apart. the bleeding. Yeah. And it was, I mean, you feel for Jamie Vardy, who's that stuck. man. He's stuck with it. I mean, for whatever reasons, whether it's ulterior or whether it's love of the club, I'm not going to say one way or the other. I mean, I have no reason to doubt it because everybody else, Danny Drinkwater is doing, I don't know, he's probably working at a Tesco right now, yep. right? Because I don't think he's playing for anybody. Nope. I mean, he's playing for Chelsea still, I think. But he's well, not playing. He's not playing. He's getting he's, wages. Yeah, he's sitting down. But the guy's there, and he's you know he's dragging them by I mean, his he frosted Golden tips. boot again. Yeah. yeah. 
With who? Yeah. I mean, 23 goals, Pierre Aubameyang at Arsenal, 22, and then it goes down from there. But I mean, Shout out Danny Ings, friend of the pod. Yeah, okay, there you go. Not really, but great to see Danny Ings bounce back. Uh, but, I mean, that's what, his second golden boot, first one was uh, uh, 2016, the championship year. Mm-hmm. Scores when he wants. I mean, the man, now don't quote me on this, but the man's got to be 31, 32. No, he's, he's, I think he's really good. But it doesn't matter. That's not the point. Correct. The point is he's correct. placed for Leicester. And so. Riyad Mahrez is not on the team anymore. Yeah, I mean, all of, you know. And the, it's all, it's. The man bangs goals. He does. He does. And he, he did his damnedest to counteract anything that Brendan Rodgers was doing in the second half of that season yeah, to yeah, lose it he all. was working hard. Brendan Rodgers is the epitome of holding water in your hands. Yeah. It's, it doesn't fall out immediately, but, but no matter how hard end, you, you squeeze, won't have any water left. you can't slow the spill of water. Yeah. And that, that's just, it's only a matter of time before it runs out. Um, and so, but you're right. I mean, there, there was, you know, you have Keppa who, mm-hmm. you know, who, who knows what Chelsea's going to do with him? They're, they're splashing cash like nobody's business, but that man is arguably one of the worst yeah. he, five goalkeepers he, in the league. And he was probably. the most expensive goalkeeper in the world. Well, and, so, and that's the issue. I mean, you're talking one of the worst goalkeepers in the league and he doesn't play for Brighton, right? He doesn't play for Watford, who goes down. He doesn't. He plays right. for Chelsea. He, he was eighty eighty some million dollars, right? Yeah. Seventy yeah. some million pounds. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a dogfight. Um, and even you know even even the the slight details, right? The is Liverpool going to make the Centurions? Are they going to go unbeaten minus one to Watford? And the restart had a lot to say about it. And the thing that kills me the mm. most, and this wasn't on our, our notes coming in, Sheffield was the story oh. of this season. Chris Wilder Sheffield. did one of the most – I mean, I feel so bad that Jurgen Klopp did what he did in a season where Sheffield did what they did. Because Sheffield, they weren't just making it on hopes and prayers. I mean, they deserved to be fifth. They oh, yeah. deserve to be in that European conversation. Yeah. And then the the shutdown happens and the restart comes and they just weren't the same team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, you know, Liverpool wasn't the same team. You know, they the the first one with Everton was tough. It was a boring, boring game. They put it on Crystal Palace. City lose. And then they just take us to the food bank. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it's such a weird time. I mean, I guess any stop in the season, whether it's for strike or for a pandemic or whatever it, whatever the case may be, it's going to always be hard. Even if you're down, you're not, you know, you're not performing well when you go into it, coming out of it, how, I don't know how you perform any better. I mean, United, we we beat City 2-0, and then that was the last game we played. We, had, we were on like a three-game win streak, and we just beat City 2-0. We did not only the league double – but we did a triple on them over uh, uh, the FA Cup. Right. Fantastic. And then. Like I said, stop. it's one of the. So before I go further, I have no idea why I said food bank. I don't uh, know what that was I have about. no idea. It came out. But I can assure you it has nothing to do with anything that 
some of those smuts on Twitter or some of the people in a way stands would say about teams like Liverpool and anything like that. I, I have no idea where food bank came from. I was just going to let it go by. I, I can't let it go by because there is that avenue. And I want to make sure that, especially this on our maiden voyage, we got to be local. Something like that isn't lost, you know, and, and shown up as like the because yeah. Liverpool or not, I would never uh, put that out there. But to but, your point, that is like what you're saying. Teams like that, Norwich beat City twice. And they were eliminated with, what, four weeks to go in the season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was one of those years where up is down and left is right. I mean, uh, I have – so it's interesting. So, uh, uh, Man United had – well, De Gea had 13 clean sheets. Dean Henderson, goalkeeper for Sheffield United, who's on loan from United, had tied with De Gea 13 clean sheets, which is tied for fourth in the league – was coming back off loan, yada yada. I don't want to get too much into that, but fantastic. He was beautiful. Sheffield United, the way they played, the way they were coached, everything about them was, I don't know, Cinderella is the word for it. But but they were just hard nosed to the grindstone. Let's play some football. But they they played right. Yeah, they didn't sit on no, a low they block. They didn't sit back. They didn't park a bus right. and hit you they on, on the one over time. I mean, counter. Liverpool beat them one nil at the beginning of the season, and it was because a ball trickled in through mm-hmm. Dean Henderson's legs. Yeah. From Genie Von Olive. It, it was by the grace of God, right? Mm-hmm. It just happened. But they played fantastic. All credit to Chris Wilder. And it was, I mean, I'm glad they're still up. They, they obviously. Well, they deserved every part of it. But they deserve to stay in that European race. Um, yeah, but but I speaking. Mean, speak, yeah. So speaking of that, that was clearly the surprise of last year. Yes. Agreed. So before we get to any of that coming this year, we have the three down. Right, mm-hmm. you have Bournemouth, Watford, and Norwich. Norwich, like we said, twenty-one points. They were out super early. Quite a ways. Watford and Bournemouth finished at thirty-four points each. Um, you know, just looking at them, just in general, we're not gonna gloss over all of them. But you know, Norwich, I thought was fun to watch. Um, Watford always put in a shift. They do. I mean, you know, they, towards the end of the season, they faded. Sar is a player as yeah. a Liverpool fan. I mean, it's going to be hard to get him, especially with with the, not to go too much into transfers right now. You know, with our, you know, the way Liverpool stances on on finances right now, they just got Sar for 30, 30 or thirty five million last year. Going to be hard to get him for anything less than forty. Fifty. Yeah. Uh, and so he, but they. They do, you know. You don't. You don't expect them. You always expect them to be down to the bottom, but not. No. You know. They normally keep it up. I'll tell you, I'm going to be sad uh, seeing Bournemouth go down. So that's what I was going to ask. You know, to really kind of dial this in of the three, who, what, or where, including grounds, if you will. Yeah. Are you going to be sad to miss out of the, our three down? And, yeah. And it's Bournemouth for you. It's it's going to be Bournemouth. I'm really going to miss Eddie Howe. He's le- he left at the end of the season. That man. He, he, did co- he can coach a football squad. He did miracles. Yeah. And I don't know much about the inner workings of Bournemouth. I don't – I really liked Eddie Howe just like you. Yeah. I liked him for a couple of reasons because he always played a game and it worked great for us because I love teams who play out against Liverpool because it's yeah, – it always put three I mean, or four on. I mean, they, they had it, their losses. Even aside from but, that, yeah. like – They were never afraid. I don't like teams that sit back against City because if you give City the middle of the park – 
it's only a matter of time yeah. before they put. They'll, unlo- they'll yeah, unlock the door. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. So play, right? Play your game, and you're either you're gonna go down like you're probably gonna do against the squad, or well, maybe you, you might catch get a goal something. here or there. And that's kind of like what Norwich did. Get a right? corner. Get a you know, free kick within the 18 yards. And that's like that. one of the things about Norwich. They didn't have the guns to do it. They had some nice players. You know, Pookie was a nice player who started hot. A lot of times you see that with promoted sides mm-hmm. who have good goal scores. So the good. first half of the season, there's no film. There's no dedicated tape on them in that scenario. Once these clubs get some eyes on you, once these scouting departments have their hands around you per se, you see it all the time. Yeah. I mean, they just they suffocate. Once, those once type we get of past, you know, November, December, definitely past the Christmas break. Well, you know, Can't, Cantwell, Cantwell looks a player. Jamal Lewis, also a great uh, player coming through the wings. So, but it's great to see those teams. I don't want to see a team promoted that's just going to try to hang on. That's going to just, you know. Yeah, just, just, just grab just on keep to me the in here, Please, God. I mean, I understand there. a bit, yes. but, but play the game, right? And I think we're losing two of those teams in Bournemouth and in Norwich. And, mm. and I really, I feel for Eddie Howe. Because he'll be back. I would be I would be surprised if he doesn't find a team. Maybe not initially at the start of the season in in the Premier League. Maybe October, November when Watford or Villa lose a coach, and I would I not, I would put some money on. Not to get too too far off onto this, but if Steve Bruce doesn't you show know, up, somewhere. you know what would be a great team for him to go to? Hmm. Crystal Palace. You got some players, got some history, a London club, great support. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, so if you can hang on to Zaha, and, you know them. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can play a little bit. And so that's the other, I don't I, I don't know about the fantastic spot for him. Wouldn't it though? Yeah. Like there's a little money there like for it's him not to play exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if 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 Roy can keep that mid table, what could Anetti Howe but that's the thing. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know the inner workings of Bournemouth. And as I think Roy might be gone by. I mean, twenty years willing, twenty years ago, the game's gone well, by. Should have been, yeah. I mean, but I'm I'm talking before December. I don't know that he's keeping them above a relegation fight before Christmas. I felt the same way since he was appointed, and yet here he is. But so I don't know too much about the Bournemouth inner workings. Mm. But I do know, as a Liverpool fan, that we sold. Jordan Ibe and Dominic Solanke to them both for twenty million, and neither one has done much of anything. And I saw, I saw some, some chart uh, a few weeks ago on Twitter, and it was about that. And it showed that a fault for Eddie House, he can't pick a striker. Ones that they've brought in, that they've signed, the things and the goal contributions as a whole have been so poor. So yeah. not to not to, you know, get bogged down by it, but you do wonder, you know, if he was supported and if he was pulling those strings. Well and that's what I wonder. Is you he know, was the, he just he not making putting, it? Or did he have a short list of some and, and that's and, how and we a, and a director square, pick, square peg round hole. Game. You know, as yeah. Liverpool fan again, you understand you know, I understand that with uh you know the transfer committee with Ian Iyer under you know Brendan Rogers under him and yeah. That's how you get people like Ricky Lambert, Mario Balotelli, Christian Menteke that are just square pegs round holes. So yep. I think you and I both agree. I, I think it's a great shout, Bournemouth. I mean, uh, everything about back. him. I mean, they're – I mean, I don't know. I hope they I hope they will. I mean, they, you know – They'll be back. 
it's it's a club that was it was cool when they came up. You got this small park mm-hmm. where you can see the the, the grandstands the roof yeah. from from the gantry and yeah. the TV. Like I mean, it was so. You know, obviously it wasn't Sunday League, but it was so. The yeah. Vitality Stadium was it was small, it was intricate, and it was intimate. So it was cool to see them on that stage, and then to stay up and to continue. I will say, just just as a side point, we can move on from this very quickly. Uh, one of the stadiums I love, Queens Park Rangers, how they have that double, uh, the, almost a du- I call it a double decker stadium where there's mm-hmm. about four rows that are. When you say pitch side, I'm talking they're yeah, yeah, yeah. on the touchline, oh, yeah. and then do- almost directly above them is the next oh, yeah. level of oh, seats. Yeah. And they are that stadium is just on top of the pitch. As, as, an, Ameri- just- as an American, you know, you get like old Tiger Stadium in right field, mm-hmm. and then that's how that's how mm-hmm. it is. It's just built straight up out, on it, straight up as opposed to back. Yeah. I love it, but yeah, that, no. just as a point aside, for me, you know, I Bournemouth is a great shout. If you wouldn't have said it, that would have been mine. Mm. Um, what we got coming up? Who do you got coming up that you want to see? Well, I know you're gonna. So, so just to, to transition to our three up, right? So Leeds wins automatic promotion and winning yep. the championship at 93 points. West Brom wins the second place, uh, immediate promotion at 83 points, and then you had um, Fulham. Brentford, Fulham, Cardiff, and uh, it's escaping me Swansea. right now. Swansea, Swansea, yes, yep. our our favorite Welsh friend, Swansea. Yeah. Um, well, we got Cardiff. What are you talking about? Yeah, but Swansea's the favorite Welsh friend. Well, maybe for you. I I really have no dog in that fight, but that's just <laughs> what came out. So, but Fulham is our third, right? Yeah. Fulham wins the they promotion through the playoff jump system. Brentford through the playoff. Yeah, yep. Brentford. I mean, that would have been so cool. It would have been it? fantastic. Nineteen thirty nine, last year in Division One. Yeah, I mean, first division, I should say. Yeah, things like that are just—it's cool, you know. You like you want not, that story. not to get too far off, but like Wickham making it to the championship this year is yeah. just things like those stories are cool. Like yeah. you, you hear it. But so for me, looking forward to who's coming up, you've got a story like that. You've got a former staple, a mainstay in Leeds United. I mean, can you guys hear my eyes roll yeah. as I do a this? A 1975 European Cup runner-up to Bayern Munich. Well, somebody go get Blackburn and bring him up here. Well, hey, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to have him back up, right? Um, you know, and then Bielsa. I mean, he's what a, a figure! And and for he's him, he's a mad genius. For him, the land, like for that club who has that pomp and circumstance and that backing and that history. To land him in the championship was just super cool. I mean, and so I I can't wait because the guy, I mean, everybody knows the stories. They know that he pissed off Frank Lampard by spying on him, which mm-hmm. I can lie that <laughs> Frank doesn't need any other reasons to whine, but it was great he's to got, see that because yeah, it was fun. It but then for him to come out in the press conference and have a PowerPoint presentation on all of his tactics, basically, that he got from it and all this. And they go, it I'm was sorry, just, I'm not going to do it again. Slide yeah, they get the, the fine and he moves on. Yeah. But, like, I, I love it. And to be honest, as much as I, as my United fan-ish will bleed through here, I dislike them intensely for reasons that I know, but yet I was not alive for a fan of to understand, but I do understand it. Passed down to you. I do, just as a fan of sport, there's nothing better than a good rivalry. I have it with Liverpool, even though I hate your guts. Have it with City. I hate them for different reasons, but I have it with them. To have Leeds, to have all three of my teams up here, right. and the opportunity to kick every last one of y'all's rear ends for the children out there, 
I'm for, I'm in for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm in for that. Aside from all that fantasy that you're walking yourself yeah, okay. through, they they play they play. Yeah, they play. So like ball. we talked about with Norwich and what Bournemouth was, but even more so. I mean, you're not gonna get a low block. You're not gonna get a route one type of football with no. them. No, the moment's not gonna be too big for his tactics and for how they're gonna come to play. And. I think and what's going to be fun is their fans know what it's like to be. The other thing that's kind of cool, just as a sidebar, is uh, James Milner, a former Leeds United player, mm. Liverpool Open with Leeds United. So in his what you know, thirty in his like forty seventh years of professional. Football, I'm about to say, what is he seventy eight? Still now? winning, still winning the endurance uh, preseason test for yeah. the lactic acid. James Milner, welcoming Leeds United back into their rightful place here in the first division. So. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to them. Um, I will say, uh, uh, seeing Slavin Bilic back up here with with West Brom instead of I mean, West Ham this time. Yeah. So, have you seen like visually seen Slavon recently? I saw a photo of him the other day. I he, don't know how recent it was. Well, his, hey, he's still losing his hair. Did he look like? Ones to not yeah. Talk. Did he look like a man named Slavon who was kicked out of the house by his wife and staying at? an upper flat of some kind of illegal nightclub rave. Like the man just looks yeah, like he looks like an Eastern European gangster. on this weird, yeah. like not a bender, but like, you know, if he's There's like your old mate and you haven't there. seen him in three years and then he like walks in and oh, you're like, Slava, what, happened? what the hell man. <laughs> and then the, st- like that, that's what he looks Maybe like. that's what it is when you're tossed around from a couple clubs across a different couple continents for every six months. And then you fling back. Although I will say, First season at West Brom, bringing him back up but, through the championship. Yeah. You love to see that. He's been in Premier League. I mean, his first year at West Ham, this was 2015. Now we're still back in Brendan Rodgers. First game, Liverpool, 2 0 win. Sounds I, about right. I'm sorry. 2 0 win as Arsenal. Then he beats, then he beats Liverpool he beats at Anfield. Then goes to City, beats City, beats United later in the season to knock us down to like eighth or some garbage. I don't know, in 2015. He knows how to play. Well, he also had the family dollar version of Arturo Vidal in Dimitri Payet. He did have Dimitri Payet. And when they let, so he wins in 2015, he gets Europa League football, and then they lose. And he's left holding the bag without Payet. And then they drop to 11. But the point is, he knows how to play in the Premier League. I'm not thinking, I don't think he's going to break maybe 12 or 11, but I'm I'm interested to see what they do with with West Brom. Yeah, and I mean, Fulham, we saw Fulham recently, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, They spent a ton of money two years ago and it showed nothing no um so we'll see we'll see what they have coming up but i'm excited for the season i think i think these three teams coming up i think they they're gonna especially leads as much as i dislike them yeah, I, I mean think, they add they add yeah. the intrigue they they're teams that and and fulham as well i mean they when they went down easily two years ago they they played, right? Yeah. They were there, right? They, they didn't to. just buy a ticket to ride and were happy to be there. So and I think that's all you can really ask for because, I mean, the proliferation of the sport, mm. y- you know what it is. The money that's in there. There's so right? much that changes from championship into of, Premier League. There's so much money The amount available. of things you can admit to in an email and still not mm. really get punished with. If you're mad at what I just said, it's because you know what I'm talking about yeah. without having to say it, so maybe you should look inwards. <laughs> teams like that you know it's tough it's tough to do what like we said a Bournemouth did for mm-hmm. as long as they did yeah. when they did it and so 
And those are the teams you're looking for. And those, and, and even the Sheffield United is a pop up one year, and next you know, and then push all the way up to what ninth or eleventh. And what, what's the last team that you've really seen it with? And it was Leicester, and obviously the five thousand to one year. But I mean, it wasn't long mm. that they were in the battle, that yeah. they were just promoted. That, you do that, the and work. Then they were down, and they were yo-yoing. So they're probably more the exception. Oh, than most, the rule. Cer- most certainly. But you know, you look for teams like that, and I think Leeds. Bielsa is, is a catalyst to it. Um, I'm interested to see what they do. Maybe not so much in this transfer market because the money doesn't hit yet. Um, but January, and if they stay up next year, um, I'll be interested to see what they do with a year under their belt, ba- both in experience and the coach hey. and the players, but also with the TV revenue that comes in to be able to spend in the transfer market. So we talked about a spot for Eddie Howe to land Bielsa is in the spring chicken. Hmm. They play See, a the great problem is I like Eddie Howe. I know. Don't like there you go. Right. I'm fine with the Crystal Palace slot. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there's your three up. There goes your three down. Next week, we're going to get into that at the end of the pod. We'll give you a little uh, little foreshadow into what we're looking at. Um, but but those are the ones. Those are the new names. Those are the new kids on the block. Um, those are who we're going to have to get used to. Uh, they're going to be, you know, hopefully – Throwing their weight around, hopefully shaking things up a bit. You know, there's some teams. Uh, there's some teams that maybe deserve to stay up. Maybe they don't deserve to stay up. Uh, but it's nice to have. It's nice to have some some pressure like that and to uh, to get some new blood. I mean, I'm. You have to have it, and that's one thing that I uh, just stepping back for a moment, just as a sports fan, that is fantastic about not only the English Premier League but but all the soccer Europe leagues. as well, yeah, right? It, yeah is the relegation and, and promotion with that in tandem with that is such a fantastic, just, you know, as an, as an American uh, sports fan, you don't, that's, that it's almost hard to comprehend for a little while. And it's fantastic to see just this cycling, right? You know, you always have your people at the top but that cycling of people at the bottom that can like a Sheffield to push tonight and maybe bump three or four people who would normally be mid table, your West Ham's, Back down to 16th, where right. they normally sit ninth. I mean, they eighth. just built the Olympic Stadium, right? Yeah. That looks like an absolute they abomination. They were in a relegation fight, and thank God Norwich died out in the last six weeks of the season, or else that probably would have been West Ham there instead of Bournemouth. Well, Mikel Antonio on the restart turned into you yeah, know, an absolute just, god. Yeah, just yeah. banging goals left and right. But so, but moving into what's to come next. I mean, I know this is why you're all still listening is to hear our intricate, most detailed oh, thoughts expert take of the, my toddler's Mickey mouse plate, which is the community, the community shield. shield. Who doesn't love the community? I shield? tell you who really loves That's it. That's a Wembley game at 1230 on a Saturday somewhere yeah. in September. I took to be fair. So last year, Liverpool got invited because city won the domestic treble, right? Hmm. Liverpool came in second um, on, on you know, a really great season that would have won the league every other year other than that. So I, I took I took my oldest to the Liverpool uh, club here yeah. in, in Detroit, and we got to watch it, and that was cool, and it was fun. and But it's the community shield. It is. It means it's nothing. like you want to win. It's a right? trophy. It's, it's a, a trophy, trophy to win. But it's a friendly yeah. We're going to make that clear. There are going to be lines of demarcation on this podcast. It is a friendly. And you could Correct. say, but Adam, Liverpool won the international treble and the UEFA Super Cup is nothing but a friendly. Fair. 
But I also have to win the Champions League. I have to win the biggest trophy in club football. You can't roll your eyes. Well, I've won them all the same as well. You have. But so I'm just saying in general. Yes. Right? So, so Would you I rather can't, have the UEFA Super Cup than I, the Community Shield? Because remember, your your Alex Ferguson did this, right? Yes. He did this to the FA Cup. Oh, you don't say yes. He did what the FA Cup has become was set by precedent by Alex Ferguson. And that was, what was it, the semifinal that they basically almost didn't, or they didn't show up. They didn't play, did they? No. Forgive me. I'm walking into this blind. But, yeah, right. Well, but my point being is, Things like the FA Cup have diminished value, and we've all seen it. Liverpool got it last year when we were playing in Qatar, and we had a cup tie against Everton the next day, and we had to play children. This this isn't isn't 1990. This isn't 1987, where the FA Cup is the the only The oldest domestic cup competition in the world and all the pomp and circumstance. If you're you're an English child that grew up, in the late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, watching the FA Cup play, yeah, you there is some reverence there for it. And to be honest, again, it is a trophy that isn't a friendly to win, so of course I want to win it every year. But yeah, when you go to the UEFA uh, uh, Club World, or you go to the Club World Cup or the Super Cup, even though those are friendlies, yeah. Well, and so that, that's what it I mean. Means I guess something, maybe not more, but I know it's a trophy that maybe you haven't won yet. And so it's yeah. like, I want to put my time into that. Just as an aside, 1999-2000, Manchester yeah. United withdrew from it. Uh, they were the title yeah. holders as well. So my yeah. point being that the precedent was set 20 years ago. That's that, our trouble season. That, Thank you very much. Well, but, but so the point being that you you had the FIBA World Club or the, the Club World Cup, yeah. right? Yeah. So you had this other fish. So all I'm saying oh, is I don't disagree with anything the Community Shield – I want to win it. I don't want to lose to Arsenal. Why would I want to lose to Arsenal? I'd rather lose to Crystal Palace in the community. But the point being is it's a friendly. And if you want to call the UEFA Super Cup a friendly, you can. But understand you can't just buy that ticket to ride, right? You have to be in it. But what the Community Shield really represents is the shining beacon of hope that is the start of the Premier League season. It's the lighthouse on the rocky shores where the – the unforgiving crashing of waves mm-hmm. are broken apart by and, a shining beacon of light, and the sailors adrift to you know lost at sea, right, are brought home, mm. right, to safety, yeah, to that warmth, to that first cold pint, oh, and that that's what it is because after then it's just it, it's a it dog cracks fight. on right it's it a cracks dog on. Fight. Match week one starts, and here we go. But looking at the Community Shield, to be fair, at this time, because we're going to get into the new season on the next yeah, episode. we'll do that next week. We'll get into it. We'll give this its fair due. You've got Arsenal, who love an FA Cup. They're the winners. They beat, uh, you know, so I've got your two nephews, six and four, and so when we're watching a game, if it's not Liverpool, who who, who do we want to win, right? I can't tell him I want Frank Lampard and Chelsea to win. You didn't say Arsenal. Well, I didn't say I wanted him to win. I said, and I you explained to him. You say we watched this I go, game because we, we like want, the sport. And that's what I said. I go, but if I definitely, I'm actively not wanting Chelsea to win, right? Yeah, Frank so, Lampard. So, by default, well, you have to understand when you're speaking to a six-year-old and a four-year-old, True. right? 
So by default, because what what skin off my back is it if Arsenal wins an FA Cup? No, I mean it's nothing. I not that big of a deal. We're not that big. Outside of, deal. of just pointing and laughing at Arsenal fans for not. I got to hear anything. plastics forever if Chelsea wins well, and Frank Lampard's debut season. They won the title three years ago. What do you but but it's it's the whole Lampard and Lampard's pull and blah 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 blah. Anyways, right. so. But we got them. They love an FA Cup. They love a Wembley final. They love a community shield as well. They, they love. do. You, they love a Wembley final. Well, and so like like I said earlier at the beginning of this, we, we played uh, Salzburg in Austria for a friendly today, and they were all over us, you know. Just Liverpool like, is always a slow start. Just like Napoli was in our preseason last year. But that's also because when you realize that in the past three days, they had five sessions, they a double, a double, and they trained before. So, but yeah, yeah. But to be fair... You know, Arsenal played later than us in the FA Cup final compared to Liverpool being out after the end of the Premier League. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird to see how teams kick on, right? I mean because it's because like we talked yeah. about, right? It, it was a long international break. Yeah, and, and we've seen this before with, with teams like especially like when you when you look at uh, um the Africa Cup of Nations that happens right in the middle of a season, you know, how right. you rest players even though you have like so here We've only had two weeks, two three weeks since the season ended. We you have this community shield here, but then next week you both have a game. Right. So do you, right? Do you rest and just? I mean, obviously it's community shield, it's a friendly. We all understand it, but it's still a trophy. So do you play one or two prime players and the rest are a bunch of kids, or do you go for it? What do you do because you got to play? But it also week. sets the tone, right? So it's hard to get exactly mocked, gets momentum, right? It's thing. hard to be. You know, just completely right. played off the pitch, yeah, and then show up a handful of days later, and and then and kick try on, to kick right? Off. Yeah. So it is it is tough, and it is it is a bit weird. And I know personally that Liverpool they're terrible, they're notoriously terrible under Klopp after breaks. We just yeah, and the international breaks <laughs> always been our like hiccup. It just happens, but all teams have had this, so. It'll be, it'll be nice, right, to see how this shortened break after a weird, wonky finish to mm. a season that you know I think we're all thankful got over the line yeah. happened. So, so it'll Agreed. be I think it'll kind of be a good indicator of what we can see. But speaking about what we can see, I know I'm excited. You said you're uh, excited I for the start of the season. Beyond. The so many things are changed. We had. Five players for substitutes. Down it's not three. bad anymore. It's back to three. Subs go from nine to seven. VAR now. was what VAR was. Oof. Apparently, they're going to use more pitch side screens, which why weren't they doing that in the first place? Well, we'll get into that. Those We're, things are happening. We've got an extended transfer window. Messi doesn't want to play there anymore. Maybe the board's out. Is Messi coming to City? Is he going to Chelsea? Is Coleman staying Apparently, as a uh, right. coach you even know, two weeks what, after being What appointed? kind of ripple effects are going to happen in the transfer? transfer market throughout Europe that affect us here in the Premier League. And of course, who do we got, right? Who who's your four? Who's making Champions League? Mm. Who are your three going down? Who's your champion? Who do you got making the golden boot, golden glove? Who's going down? What who's we, coming up? Right, exactly. What what are we looking at? We're going to have some We're going to touch on about. all of it. We're going to have a good time. We're going to we're going to share it all with you guys. We're going to try to keep the profanity down when addressing each other in the season. Well, it's it going to be when, when Liverpool United hit that weekend will be tough and forgive so, us if we slip a bit. Yeah. But. So, but again, 
thank you so much. We, we, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you stick around. We hope to hear from you. Uh, we're going to be on social media. We're going to have email. We're going to have Twitter. We're going to have Instagram. We want to reach out. We want to hear from you. We want to just have a communal experience about yeah. this because I think that's what, that's what sports do best, that's all it's right? About. It's bringing people and together. And especially something like this that is us here in the States and this game being played there, we can, I have, and we, you know, this game does bring so many people together and that's kind of what we want this yeah. podcast to be an extension of. I mean, come with, come on this journey with us together. This is uh, clearly our first episode in this vein. Come with us together on this yeah. journey. I mean, Let's we're going to have fun doing that. We're going to have fun watching the games, talking about the games. And so I hope you guys can have fun with us as well while we do this. Absolutely. And so for my brother, Alex, for myself, Adam, here at Top Drawer Podcast, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time.